right, and welcome to Gallows Humor Podcast. I'm your host, J.J. Elliott. If you're new to this podcast, thank you, much, uh, thank you very much for joining us. I can almost guarantee that this show will be more entertaining than uh, receiving a colonoscopy. Um, a quick recap uh, about my about J.J. Elliott. He is a, uh, a writer of fiction who tells uh, truths in his stories, right? And J.J. has been writing stories for a really, really long time, and he shares his home with his only companion, the world's smartest cat, although that's really debatable right now, um, Artie. And if you're lucky, you hear Artie wandering in and out and say hi. In fact, uh, he's sitting on the desk right now as I was trying to record this, uh, just because he wanted to be super, super annoying at the time. It was very funny. I had to keep moving his butt aside because I couldn't see the screen that I uh, write my notes on. But anyway, uh, uh, Artie does uh, say hi. He does come in once in a while. He's very vocal. He's got an opinion on everything. And to be honest, he's not always uh, he's not always right. You know, Artie, uh, he thinks uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League is a piece of art. And uh, I told him it was a piece of something, all right. And uh, Artie's response was, uh, I left something for you in your shoe. Anyway, um, uh, J.J. Elliott gets his ideas from his alter ego, uh, Jim, right? Jim Elliott. Jim's the guy who actually has to experience life. You know, he does all the ups and downs. He's the one who's got to, you know, uh, work for a living. Uh, so that J.J. can uh, have time to write about stuff. And we take turns usually uh, talking about J.J.'s books and his stories and where the inspirations come from and uh, uh, some of the central ideas around it. And during this podcast, you'll hear uh, uh, mostly J.J. who's talking because he's more upbeat and enthusiastic, uh, while Jim tends to be much more analytical and is a little bit more of a slow uh, slow talker, right? And you'll be able to tell who's who's speaking. And, and don't worry, it's not that complicated. Uh, just sit back and I'll do all the heavy lifting. Uh, if you want to share your opinion about the show, you can contact me through Facebook at JJ Elliott Author. That's one word. And similarly, and similarly on Instagram. I, 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 I'm still on uh, Twitter or X, as it's called, but I don't really go on that platform very much these days. So mostly just Instagram uh, or, or, or Facebook, you're going to find me. But I also can be reached by email at jjelliotauthor at gmail.com. And honestly, I haven't really checked my email in, in, in quite a while. Probably should. Um, uh, books by J.J. Elliott, by the way, can be found on Amazon. Uh, you just type in the name uh, in the search bar, and it should be able to pull it up. There's four books in there now. Uh, just to let you know, we are, we are our show is growing. We have, uh, uh, as of this week, 167 subscribers to the show, which is uh, amazing, uh, really, because it, you know, it hasn't stalled out, and, and we're basically picking about 20 or so new subscribers every week, which is really, really good. There's, there'll, there'll come a point where um, uh, you know, I can start talking about having this show uh, actually make some money, right? We, we can actually monetize what we're doing here, which means that somewhere in the middle, uh, you know, I'll be talking about, well, you know, uh, here's what I think about zombies. And speaking of zombies... You know, if you should get your uh, your car scratched in the middle of it, take it to Earl Shaw. I don't know how that's going to work out. How how uh, uh, how we com- put it put in commercials or or monetize this? I have to uh, um, the platforms that I'm on, like Spotify, whatever. They have sent me uh, some uh, emails to say, here here's how you actually monetize your podcast, and, and we'll work on that because you know um, the, the more money I can make from uh, doing this. Uh, means I can spend more time doing this, right? And um, and I have books I have to write too. I, I'm still in the middle of uh, of doing um, uh, Gallus Humor Volume Two. I just I finished a, uh, uh, the third third story. I, I'm working on the fourth one right now, um, and I have it plotted out. I just now have to start uh, writing it, and writing it takes time. The last one. Uh, last one's about uh, a little over 10,000 10, words, and it probably took me about um, 45 days, 45 to 60 days, right about two months to write it. And I should be a little faster than that, but I, I, I write it, and then I go back and I edit it, and then sometimes in the middle of it, uh, you know, you go, no, 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 this is not working, and I'll stop because I have to rethink about how I'm going to approach something. And there's a subplot that might go on. Mostly in short stories, there usually isn't a subplot. But in some cases, you can have you know more than one. Usually, only one because it's it's, it's you know short story is really not that uh, complicated. But um, 
I did have a, a, a small side story, and it wasn't fitting right, so I kind of had to retool it. And I, th I think I mentioned before is that I, I started the story, I wrote it from um, one character's point of view, and I got probably, I don't know, three or four pages into it, and I realized it wasn't working, and I had to um, scrap that part and rewrite the section, but, but from a different character's point of view, and that seems to work uh, work a lot better. In fact, that's you know, uh, if we get around talking about that story someday, uh, you know, we'll um, uh, I'll tell you about how that how that came about. And as far as the title, oh my gosh, I I have three different titles I I have for this story. I I don't I haven't uh, settled on one yet. It's uh, uh, I'm just calling it right now uh, Code Blue because I I can't think of another name for it. Um, but when I, I'll come with another name for it, but that's just a working title. That's just how it's listed in my uh, uh, in my files. It's just listed as uh, as, as code blue, although that probably won't be the the, the title I, I stick with. I just have to call it something, right? Um, but uh, but I'm still working on it. So I just I did finish that, and when I talk about finish. That means I I wrote it, and then I went back and and did some editing on it. Haven't done all the the editing editing, which is you know make sure I I, I checked all the grammars and uh, uh, and there are no words or missing words that shouldn't be there or should be there. Um, that's, that's a little more intense. And I tend to do that uh, when I um, finish uh, all the stories so that I can, I can go through it all at once. And that takes a long time to edit, edit it. And, and um, although I try, I try to edit it as I write, you, you know, you, you look through it and, and of course I were, use Microsoft Word, so it'll, it'll catch stuff if I um, um, you know, miss something, uh, or pick the wrong word, more or less, you know, uh, you know, there, 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 type of thing. And I do have uh, Grammarly, which kind of helps me um, look for um, uh, grammar mistakes, so that I don't have Grammarly on all the time, just because it, it would be um, um, pretty fucking annoying to have that as you write to have somebody go, oh, you made a mistake here, yeah, you made a mistake here, because that kind of ruins the uh, uh, the flow of um, of creativity. So I tend to turn those things off, and then. I want to write the story out first and then get around to, to editing it when I, when I need to, or when I have to. And there's no, there's no buts about that. You have to, that's the, the, uh, uh, the artistic part of writing is the fun part. You create a story, uh, you create characters, you, you create the circumstances and just, and you just go with it. Right. But there's a technical part to it, uh, which is, did you write, use the right words? Did you use the, the proper grammar? Do the uh, uh, speakers sound authentic? Do, do, do they, um, uh, does the story flow? And that technical part of it um, isn't as much fun, right? That's, that's, that's the work part of, of writing. And uh, uh, it'd be cool just to be the, um, well, I don't know. Uh, it may be cool just to be the creative guy, right? It just... I'll just write it, and then maybe someday I'll have a uh, an editor who who just has to edit it. But the problem with that is is that um, it does the edit person, you know, can they stick to the the intent and the flow of the story, or do they end up putting their own spin on it because you know that they they prefer this word to that word, and sometimes they go, no, no, I chose that word on purpose. And you know, sometimes where I'll use uh, cannot as opposed to can't, there's a reason why I chose that word and I want that word used, right? So, um, it, it, so, so having an editor, you know, could could be helpful, but um, uh, it'd be nice. And, and again, you know, if I could ever be um, uh, fully financially independent just to write all the time, I'd probably hire an editor just so we could have uh, uh, someone who does the, the work work. And then we could discuss, you know, the, the, the small details in it. But, you know, that's what it is. Anyway, so uh, uh, that's just a long way of, of explaining what, what I do around here. Um, and most of that, um, you know, uh, JJ does the, uh, the the writing. But sometimes Jim does the editing, right? Because he's a little more um, uh, technical about how things should be done. And... Um, and I switch back and forth, um, but usually I just leave it for JJ to do to do the the creation part. And uh, you know, when this when I get into that creative mode, the creativity mode, when you're writing, it's really hard to um, uh, 
focus on anything else. So sometimes this, this show gets delayed a bit when I'm when I'm writing. And in this particular case, I had actually finished the script on this um, on this show uh, a few days a few days back, but um, I wasn't quite in the right uh, frame of mind to um, to record it, right? Because um, as I mentioned, uh, JJ is a little more upbeat and enthusiastic, and um, uh, but he was in the creation mode, so he was busy trying to write the next uh, or plot the next story. And because of that, I, it's hard that for me, uh, believe it or not, as a one-person operation, <laughs> two different personalities, to uh, switch gears and then go into, um, you know, uh, a recording. Because uh, when I record, I try to be focused on this and uh, and nothing else, right? So I want to make sure that I give my audience uh, my full attention when I'm um, when I'm presenting this show. Um, so that's that's kind of uh, you know why it takes me a little little time to to get these things out. The scripts themselves, I don't know, maybe it's, it's a couple of days to to write what I want to talk about. I, I do some research, not a lot, not a lot. And as you listen to the show, you can tell, oh my gosh, he doesn't do a lot of research. But uh, uh, I want to make sure that I know kind of what I'm talking about. Uh, like I'm talking about movies, uh, you know, I have an idea of, uh, especially the movies I've seen of when I saw them, but you know, maybe not the exact year they came out, type of thing, and. I, I, and I do research to make sure I got I got that right. As far as the, the plots of the movies, uh, you, you know, there's a there's someone tell you here's the plot of the movie, and I'll tell you my take of what the plot of the movie is, and that's kind of how it goes. Yeah, you know, there, there's the artist's intention, and then what you actually shows up on 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 screen. Um, uh, for example, um, I just saw Expendables four uh, uh, last weekend. First of all, I, I didn't know that they were making Expendables four. I, I think I saw it on an ad someplace. And went, oh, that should be interesting. You know, oh, good, good. Maybe you know, uh, I, I really enjoyed um, uh, one, two, and three. One obviously because it was the first one was really good, and three was 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 uh, I thought was better than two because it looked like they were going to hand over uh, uh, the roles to uh, uh, newer, a new, a new generation of Expendables, and I thought that'd be a kind of a cool way for. Um, some of these older aging uh, action stars to get out of this game, you know, hand it over to, to the to, to new blood, and then move on, and, and then uh, um, you know we'll see. And then Expendables Four came out. And I thought for sure, well, maybe they're going to just kill off all the old guys, and it'd be kind of a fun story that way, you know, sort of an ending. But uh, they didn't do that. They did bring in some new uh, blood, I suppose. Um, but this show was just uh, awful. Oh my gosh. Um, they they really phoned this thing in. Uh, the script was bad. The acting was terrible. The action wasn't all that good. Uh, Tony Jaw was the only only highlight of the of the movie. The rest of it was just um, uh, they should have left it at three on that. And I hope they don't do a five. But um, you know, uh, sometimes you're in for a penny and for a pound. I saw the first three. I thought I have to go see four. Uh, if they came with a five, I'm not sure. It's, I, I'm not sure I go. Similarly with um, Fast and Furious, I think I saw the. I don't think I saw the first one. Uh, my daughter, you know, really loved number two, so we saw number two, which at the time wasn't really connected. I think I saw three, four, and five, and I thought, oh, it was kind of fun. And then uh, it started getting weirder and weirder, or, or, or bigger and bigger. I didn't see the one with the submarine. I just thought, oh my gosh, now you guys lost it. So um, I, I don't always uh, watch every one of those. Um, Usually when I start a, a uh, franchise, I kind of like to see how it goes. I, the James Bond with uh, um, uh, with uh, Daniel Craig, I saw all of them, and I thought all of them were, were good, were really good. The last one was just was awesome. So uh, there's that. Um, uh, trying to think of another franchise that I've seen that uh, maybe I shouldn't have stuck with. Uh, oh, boy, hard to say. I'll come up with it another time. But anyway, uh, so let me move on because this is a uh, 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 we have to get this show going, right? Um, so the last show I did was about uh, about time travel, and I actually received some feedback uh, on it, uh, which is was pretty good from fans, right, or listeners. I can't really well they made their fans, but most of it was overwhelming thing. How the fuck did you leave out talking about Doctor Who? <laughs> and uh, oh boy, that was a big. Uh, uh, Mm, you're right. I also didn't mention the movie Tenet. 
Or, uh, as my daughter pointed out, you know, one of our favorite shows, Loki, which introduces to the TVA, the Time Variance Authority. And uh, Loki, by the way, Loki comes out uh, next week, uh, Loki um, um, uh, season two. Um, and the movie Tenet, uh, uh, you know, which was, uh, boy, that was uh, a trippy show, but um, I, I left that out too. And, and all I can do is um, I, pl- I plead guilty on all charges. And let me tell you, Doctor Who fans, they are uh, rabid about Doctor Who. So don't piss these people off, right? And I have a very good friend, uh, and she's been on the show, um, uh, Marie, who is a big Doctor Who fan. And uh, you know, I might have to have a Doctor Who show uh, someday. But um, uh, I, I am so sorry for leaving this stuff out. There's just so much, there's just time travel, for, you know, because for science fiction, is there's so much rich material and uh, out there, and there was no way that I could I could put it all in. Uh, um, but I should have I should at least had a mention of, of that. But uh, so this week it's uh, it's going a little different. This is uh, it's still science fiction, uh, and uh, so listen to this one. This is gonna be, we're gonna talk about uh, about uh, clones and cloning, and um, mostly about cloning in, in in pop culture. So look, what if I forget something on here? Let me know, okay, uh, about what I what I missed, and if I got something wrong, hard to believe. But uh, let me know that uh, it, you know if I missed something or, or or misquoted something or other about this, and uh, if I left something out, and you know we're, we're going to talk about that. Um, but just so that uh, 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 Jim doesn't feel so left out on, on, to the contribution to the show, um, his uh, he did a little research to make sure he got cloning right. Right, this is his science explanation about cloning. Right, and, and we're talking about in biology. Um, and a cloning is a process of generating a genetically identical copy of a cell or an organism, right? It, it's, it's that simple. And cloning can actually happen in nature. For example, a, a cell that replicates itself asexually, like, uh, like bacteria, kind of clones itself. Uh, one of the research we did, though, was about uh, identical twins, you know, uh, which are uh, twins, which are two, right? Or, I'd say, uh, identical triplets or quadruplets, whatever. You know, two or more embryos that were um, that were generated from a single fertilized egg that that somehow split. And interestingly enough, um, twins, even identical twins, are not considered to be clones of each other, right? I thought they would be. In anyway, but uh, I guess they did some uh, in-depth research on on um, variation on the molecular level, and they found as much as fifteen percent variation can occur between identical twins. You know? So. Uh, you know, it's it's not that uh, you know. So, uh, although I thought that'd be a great example of, of, of cloning in nature, identical twins, <laughs> I was wrong. Uh, but we're not going to talk about uh, bacteria, plant life. When we talk about cloning, you know, we weren't talking about uh, we want to talk about the, the the interesting ones, the artificially created ones, like uh, um, uh, Dolly the sheep, right? That was uh, created by cloning, uh, uh, whatever the cloning process was, different, and then uh, and then. Um, C.C. the cat, um, uh, which is uh, in 2001. Uh, C.C., by the way, the cat is short for copycat. I thought that was a uh, cool, uh, kind of a cool name, right, uh, for a, a cloned cat. Um, but one of the things that was interesting about C.C. was that she was not looking, she was not born uh, looking like her, like her donor, right? So one of the things that happens for cats is kind of interesting is that their fur patterns um aren't really determined uh, uh, by DNA. It, the, the patterns uh, occur during um, growth in the womb, and, and so it could be it could be different, right? And interesting enough that the uh, so 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 Cece, you know, though as a clone, doesn't quite look like her 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 owner or her template, I guess you call it. And 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 the first monkey that was cloned using the same technique did for Do- uh, for Dolly uh, was done in. Uh, 2018, right? And so that's interesting because now when we talk about monkey, we're talking about, about, about primates, and they're not that different from um, from humans. And of course, um, you know, every uh, um, biologist uh, in, in working in this in the field of uh, of uh, cellular research in this will tell you that um, humans aren't 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 that special when it comes to um, well, it comes at the cellular level. 
and uh, cloning um, can be done, right? It, it's 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 not that it, it's difficult, any more difficult, but it's just considered not to be um, not to be ethical. And just to put that in kind of a perspective, when they when they made uh, Dolly, it took them two hundred seventy seven tries, and about a hundred or so for the monkey. I don't know if they gave the monkey a name, but um, or so failures before they got the uh, before they got their the monkey they wanted, right? And uh, these failures, though, we can call them failures. Mm, I don't know what to call them. Uh, the ones that didn't that didn't come through, uh, a lot of them carried uh, some sort of a genetic uh, defect, if you want to call that, and they were either aborted or they didn't survive um, uh, the uh, growth process, the embryonic process, and um, you know, real ethical scientists uh, says that they would ever attempt it on a human being, right? But therein lies the story that leads to uh, the evil scientists or the mad scientists. And that's kind of where the basis will we start of our, uh, our talk on, on cloning. Um, in 1974, there was a book uh, from uh, IR-11 uh, called uh, The Boys from Brazil. And there was a movie that came out in 1978 in it, right? Um, and in the story, uh, it, it, the story is about um, the um, notorious uh, Nazi doctor. I think he worked in Auschwitz. He did, you know, the horrible experiments on humans, uh, Joseph Mengele. Um, he's, he's alive. And he, he has saved Hitler's DNA, and he's been growing um, baby Hitler's. Right, and uh, that's the premise of the story. And he's been trying to uh, replicate uh, Hitler's life. I think he created like a, a hundred or so of these uh, these children, or whatever. And he's been trying to replicate uh, Hitler's growing up. Uh, you know the the circumstances that gave rise uh, to uh, his leader, uh, uh, and it hopes to to, to 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 bring you know bring forth his. Uh, the, the, the Adolf that everybody you know, knew and hated. Um, the movie it was, uh, uh, I'm not sure if it was a, a hit or not. It had an all-star cast, by the way. You know, uh, Gregory Peck was in it. Um, I think he played Joseph Mengele, which was uh, one of the reasons my mom hated it. My mom um, loves Gregory Peck. Um, and um, I think since he played um, um, Atticus Finch in uh, To Kill a Mockingbird, and she did not like to see him in the role of a villain. And uh, Laurence Olivier is in this uh, movie too, but uh, I think maybe the, the material was, was, was kind of dark and, um, you know, what, what do we do? Um, and, 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 but, but this, this uh, movie did present kind of an issue, right? Which uh, the uh, trying to re- recreate uh, a clone of individuals uh, of trying to, to, uh, to get back that person, you, you recreate the person that uh, you want, right? Because people are a mixture of uh, uh, nature and, and nurture, right? And just like the cat's fur can change in the womb, uh, that could lead to, uh, you know, that could lead to, to, to different outcomes, right? And, and the movie, the, the, the movie, that's the book and movie together, the movie. The book, like the movie, uh, left the protagonist with this dilemma. He was a famous uh, uh, Nazi hunter. And that is, you know, should he search out and kill a bunch of children? Um, because I think that the time that that, that uh, the book was written, the 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 children were about um, eleven or twelve years old, right? But uh, they were they were totally unaware of um, of their lineage, right? And back then, you think in the seventies, no one knew about uh, there was no uh, 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 twenty six or and me or. Um, ancestry. It was nothing like that out there, right? So, there, you know, you don't, you didn't really trace lineage that way. But these children were totally unaware of the lineage of who their, uh, you know, their their DNA came from. Um, and so this is the d- dilemma of, of the movie and the book. Do you leave them alone or do you go out and, 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 and try to kill a bunch of children who totally don't know what's going on with, you know, uh, or, or do you um, let them alone and maybe hope to never reach their uh, their evil uh, potential? I think in the in the 
in the book, you know, one kid starts to become um, like an artist or an architect. And, and so they kind of leave you like that. Ta-da, you know, maybe one, but they kind of left it like that. So it was um, uh, interesting. I think what we learned from uh, um, from uh, twins or even siblings growing up in, in, in the same household, and, and, and those of you who have siblings, is that, um, you, you know, one is that we're, we're all different. You know, I have, uh, I have a bunch of siblings, uh, a bunch of them. Uh, I have four on uh, the middle Middle uh, child of uh, five, I'm three of five. That's my designation. Um, and that everyone's experience is is different, right? Even the same household. So even though we all share the same DNA, right? Our parents, more or less, and we're growing up in the same household, our experiences are are different. And and it could just be the birthing order. It could just be you know the the time um, uh, era that you grow up in. And um, I don't know how you could possibly recreate everyone's, anyone's experience to ensure they grow up like the original. Like, you know, so this guy trying to recreate uh, Hitler's youth, you know, he, how do you, how are you aware of everything that, that, that the kid did or saw? Because it's really hard to pinpoint one particular thing that says, oh, yes, this is what made the person the way they are. You know, for, for me, you know, um, uh, you know, coming in contact with comic books, it was a big deal to me. But uh, if you were to try to clone me and say, okay, now we have to introduce to, to comic books, what would you do? Is it is it the same comic book I read when back in the 60s, or would you give me a new one now? Um, and when would you, when would you give it to me? When would you give it to me? In, in some particular case, it's, um, it's, in a time in my life where you you feel you know a powerless or or whatever, and then you read, you know Spider Man, you go, oh my gosh, this is this is this is me more or less, right? Um, but uh, you know, but I'm not sure how you do it. And even um, when you clone a pet um, that you raise from a kitten, may not turn out to have the same disposition you had as as the original kitten that you have, right? Um, Switch gears to another movie. A Schwarzenegger, Arnold, right? He had an action film called um, uh, The Sixth Day, and um, uh, in which case his character had been cloned um, accidentally. And, um, and this movie came out in um, the year two thousand, and of course it was set in the future, which at the time was twenty fifteen, right? So, you know, uh, I always love when uh, when uh, movies set uh, uh try to look in the future but not too far in the future and go yeah this is what the the future looks like you go crap you guys weren't even close star trek is notorious for that right the uh, uh their flip phone communicator though you know could only can only do uh you know two-way communications and 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 the phones we have now are you know so much more advanced but anyway um it was set in the year 2015 and uh and basically it, it, it's uh it, it's the story of an evil businessman who has a company that makes uh, clones of your pet. And it turns out he's also been cloning people too. And I think what he's been doing is a uh, kind of a way to, to maintain some sort of uh, um, immortality. So uh, in, in the movie, they have a way to um, make uh, scans of your brain. And I, and I think uh, uh, so it has, has a list of all your, uh, your memories, right? And so you do, uh, you make a brain scan uh, and then uh, you, uh, uh, it takes you a couple of hours to clone a new body. Don't ask me why, why it only takes hours, but you clone this new body and then you download the scan um, that you just uh, uploaded from, from the, the brain and then you're, and then you're ready, you're good to go, right? And so I think what he, he had been doing, and, and uh, it's, it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, but um, uh, you would do this so that you would, if you die, you know, you know if you were, uh, uh, if you were rich and famous, you know, you would um, make these daily scans or hourly scans, whatever it was. And then if something should happen to you, you, um, uh, you know, you, you die accidentally. They, they, they bring up your clone, uh, your new clone body, uh, dump your, uh, your scan in there and away you go. And, and, and you're not even aware that you are, um, that you were cloned, Right. And, uh, and it's kind of uh, interesting because, you know, nowadays um, um, businesses protect their servers almost the same way. They do like a, 
a daily upload of uh, everything in their servers um, so they can, uh, you know, so in case a catastrophe happens someplace, uh, loses, uh, you know, you lose power in the, in the building uh, or uh, a fire breaks out or the flood or earthquake, whatever, the servers are, are, are protected and uh, you can, uh, you know, maybe you only have to generate a day's worth or whatever, depending on how often they uh, upload the servers. Um, you don't lose you don't lose all your data. I don't lose all the stuff you're working on. But anyway, um, this was a really smart movie uh, for uh, uh, I hate to say it for a Schwarzenegger movie. It was a really good uh, sci-fi movie, right? Um, and it makes sense that uh, uh, that you would want to um, protect your your valuable assets if it's a whether it's a you know, a, a scientist or a, your CEO, if you consider that person to be your the company's most valuable asset, you want to protect it. So you upload the memories and then, um, you know, which will cost you some uh, uh, time and, and money. And uh, But uh, it, it would it would be some way to protect the things you your company feels to be, to be valuable. And I think the clones had, by the way, the clones had some sort of manufacturing mark on them. I think that's how... Schwarzenegger's clone figured out that he he was the cloning. You know, you think about it. You know, his he has the downloaded memories of the original, and so everything that he thought, you know, that uh, that were his. I mean, he remembers, you know, being a kid. He remembers his wife. He remembers his kids. He remembers everything, just like you remember it. And so to be told, no, your memories are the copies. This guy's original. It's it's got to be unsettling because, the, you know, what is an identity except for the stuff that you you remember. Right. So anyway, it was a very smart, smart made movie. Um, and, and of course, the, the technology was that you could grow a body. So not just, you know, uh, uh, get a sample clone and, and, real, and then have it grow in real time. You know, like you do, we do now, you would accelerate the growth and, 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 you know, with a blood sample, grow a few bo- a new body in a couple of hours. Um, on a um, Side note, uh, Terry Crews, this was his, his first movie. I think he played an assassin, and he was killed in the movie, but uh, that was Terry Crews' first movie. Um, and this is what, but what I see in a lot of cloning movies uh, is that they like to do this accelerated growth thing, right? Because it's not enough to be able to uh, clone a human being. You have to be able to somehow uh, get the embryo to grow into adulthood in a few hours. And, uh, uh, you know, you, you would think that... Uh, uh, that would be problematic. I don't know how they do it. You know, I, I, like in a couple of, of, of hours, you know, you get this embryo and, and it, and it kind of grows to adulthood. But it's like, does it does it grow with little baby teeth? And then in an hour, all the baby teeth fall out and adult teeth come in. And do, do uh, uh, you know, the, the bones grow so quickly? I mean, you know the the the, uh, the 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 clone, of course, is kept in some sort of uh, stasis where it's not really, um, I don't know, uh, aware. I suppose, but I would imagine that you know it's such an accelerated growth to be uh, painful uh, as hell, and and um, you know I don't know if it goes through acne real quick and it doesn't go through acne. You know, I don't know how, how how accelerated growth works, but we just have to go with it that that's uh, uh, that's just how uh, how it's done. And of course, it's really funny. Uh, this is one thing that kind of uh, all evil scientists, you know, that's what they do, is that they uh, they come with some um, really cool, miraculous device, whatever it is, whether it's a, you know, a time travel or a freeze ray, uh, uh, you know, control the wet, whatever it is, they always come with this really cool, miraculous device, and they'll do something really stupid with it, like they'll uh, rob a bank or hold a country hostage, uh, when they can just sell their idea, and they'd be recognized as a genius, and people would be throwing money at them, and be lauded for the uh, um, uh, for the milk or workers that they are, but instead they, you know, they're they they are so um, um, uh, egocentric that the, you know it's just for themselves only. And it's always you know it's always uh, the the weirdest plots for um, for evil scientists and just man, why don't you just patent that thing? You would make more money than you got ever ever got from uh, you know uh, robbing a bank. Um, Here's one of the questions I have about the accelerated aging of clones, because that always bothered me, right? And let's suppose that um, if you take a, a blood sample today, would it contain information about 
how old you are. I assume so because uh, cells have a, sort of a, a clock in them, right? As you age, they age, right? And and uh, that's how you get gray hair, right? The uh, uh, the, the cells that 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 uh, controls the uh, color in your hair, they have kind of died out, so the hair turns gray. Yeah, the, the color isn't there anymore. Um, so I can imagine you could um, accelerate up to the age that you were that you were, but I so did you could also stop it earlier, right? So you could clone yourself um, and stop it before you got to um, a certain age. But um, the other thing I wondered is that um, the scars and blemishes, I suppose they wouldn't show up, right? They, those aren't carried in your DNA, or, or are they? I mean, if there's a scar on your arm, does that, does that cell, you know, that scar cell reproduce itself? And so if you were to um, clone yourself, would that scar show up, or would you be um, unblemished, or, or the marks you got from, uh, uh, from being in the sun too much, or even a tattoo? Would, would, would they show up? on um if you were to clone yourself part of me would think i don't know you would probably just end up with this pristine body but maybe um this this the cells themselves uh on your skin if they i don't know i i, I can't imagine they would control ink so i would think tattoos wouldn't show up but scar scar may who knows but this is kind of that path toward um immortality right where you can keep an unspoiled version of yourself say at the age of um I don't know, 24, whatever you think your best age was, um, maybe 33 or something or other. Uh, and then every 10 years, you would just, um, you know, uh, dump this body and start again. And so you always go between the age of, say, uh, you know, 28 to 42 and, um, and just relive those years over and over again as you just keep downloading your, um, your, your brain experiences and then, uh, you upload those into the into the new um, the new clone body, um, and that way you the uh, you can imagine that there's a, that the, only the rich would get to keep their youth right as the uh, as the this process would be kind of expensive. I imagine you keep you keep copies of yourself and download brain uh, you download your brain daily. Otherwise, you would have these these gas. Maybe just before you go to bed, you know, at night you you make a brain scan so. Uh, it happens overnight. They, they, you know, you just wake up. Oh, I'm in my new body, or whatever. And maybe you didn't real, realize it's, it's your new body. I don't know. Um, but um, it is a, a way to keep people. You can keep people uh, young forever, more or less, right? Um, in this type of society, I imagine it would be some sort of um, clone insurance, right? In case you have an accident uh, or you're put in a coma instead of pulling the plug, you would just. You know, clone your body and then download the most recent brain scan um, on that. So you think about it, uh, you just, if you had to go, yeah, I've got, I got five clones. I just brain scanned myself and I'm going to drive uh, 120 on the freeway because I don't really care what happens and I'm good to go. And um, would that make people m more reckless if you have um, really nothing to lose? You know, kind of a, kind of a weird thing. But, you know, it's not really as weird as you think that, that, that some people have uh, uh, put themselves in uh, uh, cry cryogenic storage, right, or prevent some disease from permanently killing them. And some just people have had just their heads frozen, uh, believe it or not, at the time of their death-ish. Um, I shit you not, they, they've had their heads removed, and they're put in, and they're frozen cryogenically in the hopes that sometime in the future they can be cured. And the question is, can you scan... These people, I suppose, you you know, if they kept blood samples as well, you artificially accelerate and then, um, you know, um, you know, put their heads on. I don't know how this would work. Um, and and uh, and when you artificially when you clone somebody, that do their boy are there are their memories intact, or is it just uh, an empty empty vessel waiting to be uh, some input? And I, I I mean, are they just sort of like really large babies and you have to learn everything. And so you, 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 that's why you have to download someone's memories in them. So they would, Oh yeah, I remember how to walk, but you know, you assume all the architectures there that, uh, that you can, that you can walk because you know, those bodies haven't walked before, although they, they have the, they have the, I suppose the musculature that, that, you know, you had when you were being cloned anyway, kind of weird, right? To think about that.
Uh, of course, I can't talk about Clone without talking about um, Star Wars, right? And uh, the, the, the Clone Wars saga, which came out of the movie, uh, the, one of the prequels, Attack of the Clones. Um, and I didn't really want to talk about this because in, in the Star World, Star Wars universe, uh, people don't treat their uh, don't treat their droids very well. And same can be said about 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 clones. And um, in, in the in the, the the attack of the clones, clones were based on a, a template of a bounty hunter, uh, Jango Fett, right? And oh, by the way, Jango had one of the I think the first clones. Um, instead of having an accelerated growth, he, he just wanted to raise it, I guess, naturally, we call that. And that became his, his son, you know, more or less his son, uh, Boba Fett, right? Okay. But anyway, these clones were, were, were implanted with a biochip. Um, and, 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 and that's the when uh, in the scene in the Attack of the Clones when they were given, uh, um, well, maybe it's the last, the third one, uh, the... Uh, Order sixty six to, to assassinate the, the the Jedi generals. That's when the clones all all, all turned on him. Um, but the clone order, the clone army was obedient, although they they did have uh, displayed some individual personalities. And they could do some thinking for themselves, more or less. The uh, clones were were treated as essentially as 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 cannon fodder in the war. They're fighting uh, you know battle droids, right? So the droids are are robots, more or less. And they would just send these robotic people, you know, who had, you know, who could do a little more thinking for themselves uh, and quickly. Um, and, um, you know, they were just used for, uh, they were treated like, I don't know, second-class citizens, I guess, because the droids seemed to have sentience, you know. Um, if you watch any um, Star Wars movie, you know, C-3PO had a personality, uh, and, he, and he, does, he does fear being... Um, Turned off or losing his um, his personality, his memories, his capabilities, but they were like, oh, wipe that droid. You know, they they, they didn't seem to care. Um, humans or just beings themselves didn't seem to care about the feelings or concerns of, of droids. CTPO the whole through all, most of the movie is just you know he's just dismissed. I think that's kind of my, one of the biggest turns I have with, with with Star Wars is just that. One, the Jedi, who were you know the good guys, were so quick to embrace the the, the clone army, even though this was tantamount to um, slavery, right? Um, they wanted um, you know soldiers who were not droids but willing to follow uh, follow any order. But that's just to you know kind of you know clones are seen as um, second class citizens, and this is not that unusual um, on in movies about clones. Uh, one of the best examples in the movie uh, is the movie um, The Island, right? Um, stars two of my favorite uh, actors, uh, Ewan McGregor and uh, Scarlett uh, Johansson. And it's basically, uh, there's people living in this compound. They don't, you know, they have kind of unusual names. I forgot, like something like, like Tom Alpha 6 or something like that. Um, and it turns out that they were actually uh, clones of the wealthy, right? And um, but they don't know that they just they, you know they just live in their 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 best lives more or less in, in this compound where they're all taken care of you know whatever taking you know everything's well good good for these guys and they hope someday to win this lottery and, and they're told oh yeah you win a lottery you get to go to the island uh, you know and and it's outside and there's you know it's a beautiful place whatever and it turns out that the island it's uh, that's when their spare parts are actually needed right. And, and uh, so, you know, someone wins the lottery, they go, hey, I get to go off to this island. It's like taking your, 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 your pet to the, you know, we're going to go out to the vet, you know, what? But anyway, so they go out there and, 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 and the people are killed for the spare parts they needed, right? So, you know, uh, you, you have this whole human being walking around and he's sentient, right? He sees things, talks, interacts with people, and he, he wins his lottery and they go, okay, and they put him under anesthetic and then they remove his heart or lungs or liver, depending on what the body part that the the actually owner or donor or whatever template needs. That rich person needed a new liver, so sorry, Fred, you're, you're out. And maybe he grows another one, who knows? Um, I don't remember if there were more than one duplicates of themselves in there, but there was at least one. And and, um, uh, and so this is the, the thing, I think uh, um, the character of, uh, of um, 
Ewan McGregor and Scarlett Jane, and they actually end up escaping from the, the island so that the, they don't end up being uh, dissected for their so their parts, right? Um, and so they always say that the, no ethical scientist will um, uh, thinks that cloning human beings is a good thing, right? But that doesn't mean it won't happen. And if it does happen, you know, what kind of rights does that does that person have? A clone person, right? And think about it: if they have a clone person who has all my memories um, growing up, you know, what what is what is he entitled to, right? Is he he thinks he's he's me, but you know, who is he or what is he? Is he considered my? If I had myself cloned, is he now considered my my heir, my child? Uh, is he my brother? And and if he's you know like I have uh, you know four of the siblings, I imagine that uh, our vast empire, <laughs> uh, which we don't have, uh, you know, would be split five ways. Uh, uh, um, you know, when the, the parental units leave, um, it, you know, does he? Share in the vast estate of, uh, of of hoarders, or does he? Uh, uh, what is he entitled to? Uh, something, nothing. I, I don't know. And if um, someone cloned me accidentally, um, you know, what does? Uh, you know, again, what kind of rights does, does he have? Does he have none? Um, and how does he? What does he do? Right. Um, a couple of uh, stories have covered some of this. Uh, one of the best I thought for me would be was. Uh, is in the comic books, right? Spider-Man. Uh, Peter Parker was accidentally, accidentally, he was cloned by uh, a, a science professor of his when he was in college. He also, the, the guy also cloned uh, uh, Gwen Stacy because he had a, a crush on Spider on Peter Parker's old girlfriend. So I think he cloned them both. That's how he found out that Peter Parker was actually Spider-Man. He went by the name of um, the Jackal. And, um, and he created a, a clone Spider-Man. The two Spider-Man fought with each other and and uh, there was a point where uh, one Spider-Man, you know, believes that he killed the other, um, but he wasn't sure which which one he he was. And uh, you know, how does he know that he's the real one? And then uh, I forget something happens to him, and, and 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 he starts thinking, "Oh my gosh, I'm gonna miss Mary Jane." He goes, "Oh, I must be the real one because the old one would be thinking of Gwen Stacy, but I'm thinking of Mary Jane, so I must be the original. That must be the I did you know." Get rid of the, the the other clone, and in the comic books he had um, originally he, he did have uh, the body um, cremated, right? Because believed to be dead, but they end up uh, um, retconning that idea later um, because they sort of like the idea of, of bringing back a, a clone, and so um, that clone Peter Parker went by the name of um, Ben Riley, you know Ben from his uncle Ben and Riley I think it was. Uh, Aunt May's um, maiden name, so he took over that name, and he became known as the the Scarlet Spider. Um, I think for a while he he worked on the West Coast, but you know I don't remember where he's back if he's back in the New York uh, if he's still operating as a Scarlet. I haven't you know, followed that uh, storyline in a while. And in um, Star Trek, as we know, we cannot go through an episode without talking about Star Trek, especially Next Generation. Um, Commander Will Riker was was split into two people by a transporter mistake. That transporter was uh, kind of interesting because, you know, does it does it kind of work as a kind of de facto uh, cloning machine? You know, how, what does it do? Right, it uh, it, it captures your uh, your your molecular information and um, stores it. And does it, you know, it looks like it sends that information from one you know transmitter to receiver. They go, oh, okay, I got it, and um, and I'm going to re- recreate it and build you, and, and that's how you transport stuff. But in this particular case, there was a uh, sort of a boy, uh, like a, a force field or something happened as uh, Riker was being uh, transported, and it, and it split him into two people, and they didn't realize that uh, uh, they went to go find an old wreckage uh, uh, that uh, on the ship that he was on when it happened to kind of. Um, um, do some salvaging, and they found that there was a survivor, and it turned out that Will Riker had to split into two people, uh, and, he, and, and the other one takes the name Thomas, which is you know Will's uh, middle name, and he's staying in Starfleet, right, and, and, until he joins the terrorist group uh, McKee, but it was a kind of interesting thing of uh, um, 
you know, two Will Rikers or, you know, or two Rikers only, they had totally different um, attitudes because, you know, one had continued to go on with his, his uh, life in Starfleet. The other one um, was a survivor, you know, of a, on, a, on a planet. So he grew up a lot differently. So they had totally different uh, personalities, although essentially the, the same the same people. It was kind of interesting, uh, interesting take on it. And of course, like I said, that transporter, you know, almost kind of a cloning machine. That transporter did a lots of stuff, by the way. They had biofilters so you could, you know, almost take out a disease that someone had. Go, oh, that's not good. You know, uh, uh, can't transport that. So it, it had some ways of, of doing things. And they used to use it and they eat to keep people alive almost indefinitely. So, you know, you, you had somebody who was, uh, who was sick. You would put them in this, uh, uh, in this transport phase. Only you wouldn't um, uh, you wouldn't reiterate them. You just leave them uh, uh, their molecules in in this storage buffer, and then later when you can cure them, whatever uh, on that. So as a way, I put them in sort of sort of some sort of uh, electronic stasis, kind of a weird thing. But um, you know the, the the power of that transporter is um, really cool. Now, of course the um, uh, the other part that you use for uh, cloning, uh, and of course, would be to um, uh, bring back extinct species or soon to be extinct species. You know, they're talking about, uh, um, you know, cloning, um, uh, you know, bison or buffalo or whatever um, critters that uh, have, you know are on the verge of going extinct. Um, but uh, to me, the movie uh, from the book, obviously, Jurassic Park. It's the best example of how of how wrong things could go, right? Um, and so the best movie uh, quotes, uh, uh, or some of those quotes from this movie, it kind of explain the, the hazards of, of cloning. Of course, it's just uh, almost uh, uh, the hazards of, of uh, science gone wrong in general, right? And there's two of them that, that are um, two of my favorites in there. The first one is... Uh, some of the worst things imaginable have been done with the best of intentions. That, to me, is always a good premise for a great uh, science fiction story, right? Some of the worst things imaginable are always done with the best of intentions. And you can always think of, uh, of, of things that sort of fit that. Um, but for me, the, the, the best line, of course, is done by uh, in the first movie uh, by Dr. Ian Malcolm, played by uh, Jeff Goldblum. Um, and I wish I could do a great Jeff Goldblum uh, impersonation, but he says, you know, um, your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could do they could do something, they didn't stop to think if they should do it. And that's always the um, uh, a great line for, for for science gone wrong, right? It's it's not whether you you could do it; it's whether you should do it. And it's almost sort of the basis behind. Um, um, the first um, uh, atomic bomb. You know, we were so worried uh, that somebody was going to, uh, somebody evil, uh, in this case, uh, uh, the evil Nazis were going to, or uh, or communists, you know, communist Russia was going to create an atomic bomb that uh, the U.S. was racing it to try to do it first. And of course, once you created that uh, atomic bomb, then it kind of opened that, uh, and that, 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 that genie that you can't put back in. But um, here's, I had the problem, here's the big problem I have with cloning, you know, um, and, and whether it's, um, you, 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 and that's that you're, you're, you're trying to catch lightning in a bottle. Whether they're trying to clone a Hitler or a Gandhi or a T-Rex or, um, or Artie, um, and Artie, I put in the same boat as a T-Rex, man, you, you, you're, you're inviting trouble. Sorry, buddy. He's he's actually sitting on the chair right now. It'd be really quiet. Um, and that these beings are um, unique, right? Not just as individual as people are or things or beings. They're not just unique in that way. They're also unique to the period of time which they were which they were um, at their peak, right? Uh, at their best or their worst. I mean, you could bring back a a, a Babe Ruth, right? Um, but would he make, would he be a superstar in today's modern major league baseball? I, I don't think so. And every generation, you know, should have a chance to create their own legendary heroes. And then we can have the great discussion of, 
you know, who, who is a better, um, you know, a better fighter, um, or who, who is a better player. You know, we always talk about, you know, um, um, you know, who's better, Le, you know, LeBron or um, or Larry Bird, right? They were from different different time periods, and um, it, it's always cool to, to have this, you know, uh, legendary um, thoughts of, of, of matches up. But you know, you know, what, what would you get? I mean, it'd be really cool to uh, reunite the Beatles at their youth, but could you capture that that magic again? I, I don't think so. You know, it's just um, when um, you know when the spark happened, it happened. It's at, at, you know, it's a it's a perfect storm. The the the, the, the right time, the right event. Um, it's like when you uh, met your your significant other. You know, it, it, sometimes it's just all um, all the stars had to align right. Because maybe if you met them earlier, yeah, it wouldn't have been something. Or you met them later, and they're just interesting people. But you know, um, there may not be a spark there. So it, it it is like I said, it's 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 lightning in a bottle. I don't know if you captured it again. But here's okay. But here, here's a, I'm going to deviate from my script here. As I as I wrote those words, the ones you just heard, um, I have I have an ice packer wrapped around one knee right now. I have a um, swollen ACL right, and I have a race um, coming up in a few days. Um, as of this recording, it's in three days, and it'd be nice. I tell you right now, it'd be nice to have uh, newer or younger younger legs, right? And, and so I don't have a problem with. Um, with science using uh, stem cell research to help me repair my knee, you know, you know, new cartilage or new tendons or whatever it was, or even have a whole new set of limbs or, or, or brand new eyes, right? Or maybe even brand new organs, you know? Um, I think for me, um, stem cells research, yes, absolutely great. Uh, growing body parts, okay. But growing a whole body, mm, I don't know. Maybe that's the line, right? Um, for me, everything dies, and, and maybe everything should, right? That's that's just nature. Um, that's why we should cherish the things that we have um, on that. So, uh, oh, boy, so did you see what happened there? Jim hijacked that last part there, and oh, my gosh. You see, the guy's a downer. Crap. Uh, cherish what we have. Really, that's what you got? Listen, enjoy your life, right? We have uh, – uh, uh, we're not done yet, we keep going until we are. So um, uh, he's, you know, Jim's got a race in a couple of days on, on, on bad knees. You know, fuck that. Just run the race. If you make it, you make it. Just don't die, right? Because otherwise, we don't have a show. Um, so this, this, this was uh, episode thirteen. Awesome, thirteen. And and what the, the plan is this uh, for the next few shows um, going into Halloween, I'm going to be trying to record. Um, Halloween specials, you know, we're going to talk about monsters. We're going to talk about Halloween stuff. Um, I have a Halloween story that I wrote, a couple of Halloween stories I wrote. Uh, uh, maybe one of the first ones I did for the uh, for the uh, um, uh, writing contest in Long Beach that was done, I don't know, 30-something years ago. Maybe I'll, I'll find that one and read that one. That's, that's kind of a fun one. But we have, um, but we're not done. So, um, uh, you know, uh, Hank, how are we doing for time? All right, you heard that uh, that that screaming go. We are done. Anyway, hey, thanks for 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 hanging on board. Um, thank you, 167 uh, subscribers to the show. Uh, we're not done yet. We're gonna we're we are marching to 200, 250. Maybe we can get uh, uh, some monetized things. Uh, you know, maybe the commercial in in or out coming out of the show that people will want to listen to because hell, you know, who knows? But. Um, we um, we're having a great time. I'm still having fun doing this. I hope you guys are having fun too. Um, I'll try hanging on the schedule every ten days. Maybe I'll try to do more this week, uh, this this month because it's October. And I've got a lot of great ideas for um, um, for shows, uh, uh, but uh, we'll see. Anyway, guys, thanks a lot. Uh, live your best life. Uh, love to you all, and I am out of here.